Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm Allison Katz, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on this Tuesday morning. So to have a really interesting guest that I'm gonna we're going to chat today, um, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to this gal is that she talks a lot about the concept of a midlife crisis in her work and in what she does. And I feel like if I'm really being candid here, and if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I really don't pull any punches. I'm very direct and I just call things like I see it. I really feel like depending on where you are in your life, I feel like you, you always have an opportunity for a midlife crisis, but in a good way. And so, um, so today I'm talking with Jennifer Villamil. I hope I didn't butcher your name, Jennifer. Um, (laughs) And um, we were able to connect online and, um, and I'm just really excited to have this conversation today and what this could actually mean from the perspective of how we practice, not just how we practice self-care, but how we prioritize it in our lives. Um, so Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. And you did just fine on the last name. <laughs> oh, good. Because I usually don't, I mean, most people, when they try to say my last name, kind of like stumble over it a little bit too. So, so I, I, <laughs> I, I can sort of relate to that. So, so before we get into our conversation, um, I'd love for you just to tell my audience a little bit about you, what you do, what your story is, and then we can go from there. Sure. So yeah, I am, I would say an advertising executive by, by trade. Um, but my passion has really always been a little bit more on the creative side in terms of writing um, and and now a podcast. And so when the pandemic hit, um, I went through a little bit of a reevaluation of mm-hmm. you know my own life. I think we all did, right? Going totally, into the pandemic, totally. It's like you're you're all of a sudden you have a lot of extra time on your hands when you're in lockdown to really think about you know, what are you doing? Who's in your life? Like what's going on in your career, et cetera. And so I was going through that and, and I was keeping a journal and I was kind of, you know, doing a lot of self-reflection during that time. And at one point I, I turned to my now husband and I was like, I feel like I'm, a, I'm almost going through my midlife crisis. Like, I don't know if I am yet. <laughs> right. I feel like it's, feel like it's coming. Yeah. And so that's, then I launched it in 2021. I, I launched the podcast, my almost midlife crisis. Cause that's literally, I felt like where I was at. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then since then, you know, I've been focusing more and more on that. And then most, most recently um, after, you know, 18 years in, in advertising and actually being 13 weeks pregnant uh, at the time in April, I was, laid off from my job. And so then I felt like, oh, I'm now I'm actually in my midlife crisis because I have no idea Uh what's next other than the fact that I'm going to birth a child at some point this year. So now I'm, I'm really focused on, on, you know, this podcast and really just a self-discovery journey of what's, what's next now that my priorities are changing and, and I just wasn't planning to have to think about what's next. Uh-huh. So it can force me into it a little bit. Well, I feel like, I feel like if we're all being honest, I think the pandemic did that to us on a number of fronts. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we're all, I think, and I still think that there's a feeling out there, um, depending on who you talk to about there's this feeling that this other shoe is going to drop at some point too. So as far as you doing your own, you know, evaluation, if you will, um, I don't know that necessarily an evaluation is necessarily a crisis, but 
but depending on like where it falls in our life, um, it could actually be a good thing. So it sounds like Mm -hmm. there were some good things that came out of it for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, and that was, I think through, through that whole process and, and actually through what I'm going through now, you know, years ago, I would say if I was laid off being pregnant, I would be freaking out right now. Yeah, right. And I have this weird sense of calm that I was not expecting uh, going uh-huh. through all of that. And I truly believe that, you know, to your point that the term crisis is such a, you know, it has such this negative connotation, It does, like, right. you know, like, oh, I need to go do something disruptive or, or destructive in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, am I going to go buy the sports car? Am I going to go cheat on my husband or someone half my age? It's like these yeah. crazy things that you right. hear about, right? But really it, to me, the midlife crisis, it doesn't have to be this like detrimental thing that like marks a time, a point in time where like, and Q, you are now in a midlife crisis. I think that really all it is, is a, is a time of reevaluation and what makes it go negative in, in, in my perspective is when you don't actually take the time to self reflect on why are you feeling this uneasiness? Why are you feeling like you need a change? What is causing mm-hmm. you to, you know, think or, or feel in the way that you are yeah. before you actually make a change? Well, and I, I'm, honestly, I think that our, the way our society goes, and social media probably doesn't help with this, but the way our society works is, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, is, is that when something happens, like in your case, you get laid off, you're about to have a child, um, you know, everything's going to change. I mean, it would have changed without you getting laid off and just having a child. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, I think our society tends to mold this expectation that we, we have to think, oh my gosh, this is, this is the, this is the worst thing that could happen. It's the worst timing. It's, but, you know, honestly, when we look at life in general, nothing ever happens quite like we think. Right. At least that's yeah. Nothing ever happens when it "quote unquote" should. Right. Well, it's it's all about what we want it to mean. It's all about what we want it to mean for us, too. Right, and and I I truly believe you know, uh, life is really it's about those two paths. It's about the easy path, and it's about the uncomfortable path. Mm -hmm. And you know, the easy path is, is you just do as you think you should do that has the, the least amount of, of restriction on it, right? Like my easy path right now would be just go get another full-time job. Like I, I could, I mean, with the current marketplace, there's so many open roles, right? right. Uh, in right. current society, I, I could just go get another job and, and solve the solve, quote unquote, solve the problem. Totally. But, but the thing is, is that that that's not going to solve the long-term problem that some, that solves the short-term paycheck problem. Right. But am right. I going to be happy is in the long run, that? is that going to be the best thing for you? Right. Yeah. And, and maybe now actually is a time, maybe this is a gift because mm-hmm. maybe it's a time to really think about, you know, I'm about to bring this, a, a little girl into this world that, to your point, is going to change my life no matter what. And in right. one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is, 
whatever the next full-time role is, because I, I don't think I'm fully done with advertising, but, yeah. but whatever that next role is, it's not just going to be taking away my free time. It's also going to be taking me away from this little girl. Uh-huh. So it better be something that's worth that. That's going to give me fulfillment and, and make those moments that I know I'm going to feel guilty for not being able to be there worth it to yeah. me. Yeah. So it's like, I, but I don't know what that is yet. And yeah. so instead of rushing into a, another, just go get a job, it's like, you have to sit in this uncomfortable place of, well, I need to figure out what I, what does that look like? What, what's going to fulfill me in the next role so I can at least prioritize that. Well, and I love how you put that because, I mean, truly, that's one of the highest forms of how we look after ourselves is, is that mm-hmm. we don't allow ourselves to jump at the first something that comes our way out of a, you know, coming from a place of, you know, scarcity and lack or a place of fear or a place of anxiety, mm-hmm. which unfortunately, I think a lot of people, that's their default way. And so Absolutely. I love what you're, what the way you prefer, you know, you reference that and you say, look, I've got an opportunity here. I mean, the the flip side of that is you could be like, you know, holy crap. Oh my gosh. I mean, everything's just, everything's horrible. I don't know what's going to happen. And that's, that's a way you can interpret it as well, mm-hmm. but you're choosing not to. Yeah. I mean, listen, when it first happened, Oh, totally. I had to get, I had to get to this point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I had yeah. to go through. Yeah. It doesn't just emotion. magically happen. It's like the people that that go around out there saying you should just be happy all the time. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that, right? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't if if you could, there wouldn't be such a massive uh, area in the bookstore around how to totally. be happy. <laughs> well, life is fifty fifty. You don't, you never know mm-hmm. what you're going to get. You never know what's going to happen, but you always have control over what you think over it. And I think that Absolutely. to me is really what you're saying. Yeah. And I think absolutely. I think it really is a a mindset. And listen, I think that's also something that we all experienced during the pandemic. You could have sat there and, and I'm sure all of us did to some extent, especially at the beginning. And we had our TVs on and we're watching the numbers and, you know, and all of through 2020, like you could have went down a deep rabbit hole of just fear and, um, well, I think a lot of us, a lot of people did. I know I did. Yeah. Because and, I, I think I you almost, like, we all had to totally. And yeah, to some point. And then, and then you're at some point, hopefully, um, we got to a point where we were like, okay, this isn't, this is not a healthy place mentally. So yeah. what do I need to do? Is that is like, what is going to help relieve some of that? Is that a break from social media? God knows I took multiple, just like, I'm not, in fact, since I, the last month, I've like not paid attention to the news. I, I almost have no idea what's going on. Because well, I'm honestly, like, you know what? I think we would all be better off if we didn't make it all in, you know. I was like, I just need a break. I, yeah. Like a month break just yeah. to clear my head. That's what I need mentally to do. In fact, my yeah. husband actually, during my, one of our first prenatal visits, he asked the doctor, he's like, is it healthy for her to watch the news? Because it stresses her out because he hates when I get stressed out watching the news. Yeah, totally. My doctor was like, yeah, she can watch the news. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, oh, you're not giving him the answer he wants to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the media, 
the media doesn't really do us any favor sometimes. It's always no. doom and gloom. It's always the worst case scenario. Right. And it's 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 not good for our mental health in the long run. So I admire yeah. you for being intentional about, look, I know this isn't good for me. And so I'm going to decide how much of this I want to make part of my life. Right. Yeah. And I know you do a lot on, you know, fitness for self-care and, and, and taking that that time for yourself. And, and that's all of that is so true. Right. It, yeah. It's it's how you think about things yeah. and how you frame it in your head. Of, yeah. I'm going to do this out of fear or I'm going to I'm going to look at this. Yeah as maybe an opportunity is a hundred percent self-care. It's, it's yeah. your mental self-care. Totally. Right? Totally. Um, so I know that you, in, in this sort of a reevaluation process, I know during the pandemic, you kind of switched some things around and I know that you, I know we were talking before we hit record that you had, uh, you had written a book. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. Yeah. So when, um, it's crazy how you remember dates on March 16th, 2020, I was flying back from my bachelorette party. I was supposed to get married on May 2nd, 2020. Uh And, you know, I'm almost 40. So I had waited a while to finally take this step. Uh And I flew back from new Orleans straight into lockdown, uh, in Chicago. And it was like a huge wake up call because it was not that way in New Orleans at the time. Yeah. And when that started happening, and obviously then we realized we had to push back our wedding, I started keeping a journal about just what it was like during that time. Of course, I didn't think it would last as long as it has, but I started keeping a journal. And I'm not actually normally a, a journal writer. Yeah. Um, but then as the year started going on and we pushed back the wedding multiple times, there was a lot of, I live in downtown Chicago. So there was a lot of social unrest here. Um, there was, you know, the, the election and everything that was so much that happened in, in 2020 that I just kind of kept the journal going, um, until my second vaccine shot, which I thought was kind of the end of the Uh pandemic. Right. Um, And I was going to just make it into a keepsake for myself. Mm -hmm. But then I started looking online and I saw that all of the COVID books were either political or scientific. Like, how did we get here? But none of them really captured, like, as a human being, what was it like to actually live through it at that time? And not 
how we remember living through it because that's always tainted, right? Oh, Looking totally. Yeah. Like in that moment, how did I feel? And listen, there are parts in the book where I, you know, my, my advertising side of me is like, I should probably change the wording on that or yeah. maybe right. because, because I also feel like I learned and grew throughout it. So maybe things that I wrote in, April, 2020 wasn't how I felt then in like October, 2020. Right. But I did very little editing because I was like, no, the whole point of this is to, (laughs) it's to just be, you want to be real and authentic so that people really could see kind of have a bird's eye view into your mind and what you were thinking at the time. Right. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I, I launched the I, I made it into a book. It was published, um, finally finished. I ended up doing an epilogue in September, 2021, when it, when Delta started ramping up again. Uh-huh, right. Um, but yeah, so that launched and, and it's now, um, yeah, available for, for sale, which is just crazy. Cause that's been a, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to be oh, an that's author. Fantastic. And now I have to for my daughter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I just think that the more people, what we don't see a lot, I think, or we listen to people's stories because that's why mm-hmm. I always love to have really rich conversations with people on, on my show because I feel like, you know, what we, we see a lot of the negative out there, but we don't really hear the story behind it, you know? And so, and if, when, when we don't allow ourselves to tell our story or we don't share it, or we're not, we're not given a platform to share it, then, you know, we're, we're giving other people an opportunity to learn as well. So I feel like I love like what you're saying about, you know, I want people to, I wanted people to see what I was thinking and I wanted to go back and see myself what I was thinking so that mm-hmm. I can use this as not just a mirror, but, but as, as a way to teach people lessons too. Yeah. Authenticity is something that I, I feel like is really lacking in, in yeah. today's society, whether I it's, agree with you, whether it's people don't want to share their stories or they're sharing only the good parts. Right. Yeah. And, and right. Have this whole thing on social media where you're like, you all of a sudden find out all these like horrible details about a social influencer and you're like, uh-huh. Oh, I would have never knew any of this. Right. And yeah. it's like, at, yeah. at the end of the day, I think, especially going through any sort of transition period, whether that be a midlife crisis, whether that be menopause, whether that be your kids moving out, you know, and going to college, like, like yeah. whatever that might be. Death of a loved one, you can move, it could be a divorce, yeah. it's you know, like it could be any of that. more right. people to right. just be willing to, you know what, like show the cracks. Like, yeah. it's, it's okay it's okay to do that. I know right now, for example, what the, the conversation is, a lot of it's around menopause and how people don't, people aren't willing to talk about it. Right. And it's just like this, like unsaid taboo topic. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, so well, let's keep, let's keep going. it's kind of like you picture being in a room in a corner and kind of whispering. It's kind of like, oh, I mean, let me just tell you this real quick, you know? And it's like, I just, I wish people would, would feel free to be more open about that because I think that's really where the lessons come in. Absolutely. It's a hundred percent where the lessons come in. I think being uncomfortable and whether that's in the situation you're in or in what you're feeling or in what you're sharing is, I think that is, that is how we learn. If if everything is easy, you're not going to learn anything. And, and honestly, I think the more we can, and that's really 
what I try to do on, on my podcast. It's like people may not agree with everything that I say or everything I'm going through. That's not the point. The point is this is this is how I'm I'm feeling and this is what I'm going through. And you know, there might be other people that are like, oh yeah, that's that's how yes. I feel. I mean, there's yes. like this sense of community yes. because you don't feel alone in that. Or you don't feel like you're the only one, which I think right. a lot of people, I mean, over the last two years have felt really isolated. So I love that mm-hmm. you're kind of taking it upon yourself to do that. What if you don't mind yeah, me asking? It's therapeutic in a way as well. Like I yeah, feel like totally. helping others, but I find quite a bit as mm-hmm. well, just for myself. Yeah. Doing. I'm sure you do too with, with your podcast. Totally. So what do you, what are some of the ways that you... I mean, obviously you've kind of had this experience now. So what are some of the things that you do to prioritize your own self-care? Yeah. It's, so it's funny. I, not only did we start doing it, but my husband and I have actually had a lot of conversations recently about this in terms of how do we make sure we don't lose that when the baby comes. And for me, some of the big parts are one, it is realizing when I'm getting stressed out by like outside sources, whether that be social media, I've gone on so many Facebook breaks. So just when, when do I just need to like take a week and just not, not do it. Um, Or so that's one piece, just, just taking a break from things. If you know, something's stressing you out, there's this part of us that we want to feel connected and we, and we want to stay in the know, but if that is damaging your, just your ability to, to think clearly and to stay calm, mm-hmm. then it, then there's nothing wrong with taking a week, two weeks, three weeks, a yeah. month off. Yeah. You'll be fine. It will still be there in a month. That's right. That's <laughs> um, right. So that's you can just pick right up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think fitness for me is, is a big one. I'm a huge Peloton fanatic. I'm like mm-hmm. obsessed. Um, I do Peloton pretty much five to six days a week. So that's, and depending on my mood, it helps me pick the instructor. So yeah. that's. Well, virtual um, fitness is is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, there are more absolutely. and more people that are figuring out. That's probably as far as my industry goes. One of the silver linings that has come out of the pandemic is, is that people are figuring out that they can work out at home and actually enjoy it and actually get a lot out mm-hmm. of it. Um, absolutely. There's still going to be people, I think. Yeah. I think there's still going to be people that will always, you know, go to a gym or go elsewhere for it. Um, but I just, Mm -hmm. I do think that that's an opportunity. That's something that's just going to keep getting bigger. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say that the other part of self-care that was probably the toughest one was really filtering who I have in my life and who I give access to me. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Um, Especially replanning a wedding four times and having to, you know, bring the guest list at one point all the way down to 50 in case that was like the most we could do. Yeah. It really forced me to think about not only who was in my life, but the impact they were having in my life, whether that be it friends or family. And, um, and I, I made some conscious decisions of, you know what, there's doesn't matter if they're family or not. Um, which, you know, I always grew up family comes first, like blood is yeah. thicker than water, all of right. that. That's just because they're technically related to me. If they're bringing me nothing but negativity uh-huh. and then they don't have to be part of my life. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's really hard. It was very hard for me. I know that that's super hard for people, depending on like, we all have someone in our lives that every time we like get off the phone or after we see them, it's like, it's not a good feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to like, we're all, we're all scared that we're going to regret cutting them off at at some point. Right. No, but I mean, to your point, it's like, I think you just have to really get to where you're comfortable saying, well, maybe not comfortable. You just have to own it really. Just say I'm protecting my energy and you have every right to do that because your energy is your greatest asset. Absolutely. But, um, but that, that I think was probably the hardest one. Um, but also I feel like probably made one of the biggest impacts. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I can only imagine. So, so let's say someone out there is listening and they're Mm -hmm. thinking, you know what? I'm really at that transition point in my life and something's got to give, but maybe they just, maybe they're just overwhelmed with all the change that's involved with it. And maybe they just don't quite know where to begin. Can you Mm -hmm. give, can you offer up maybe just a couple of easy tips that could help people just get started? Yeah, I think um, you're right. Like change can be really overwhelming, especially when you start thinking about, you know, all the implications it could have. Right. So I think for me, it's, it's two things to get started. One it's really, I'm a big, I'm a big list person. So (laughs) some people aren't, that's fine, but I like my list. Uh So just literally writing down things that bring you peace or joy or, you know, make you feel good. And that could be spending time with people that could be, you know, doing a, doing a workout, whatever that is. Yeah. What are the things and really dissect it. Like if you're unhappy with your career, you could dissect like what about your job makes you happy, but also what about these things makes you not happy? Yeah. And so it's first just really understanding like where, how you are being impacted by the things or people in your life. Right. Well, it's like a, what I would, what I would call a pros and cons list. It sounds like what you're describing. Exactly. Pros and cons list. Yeah. And then I would say, I think I'm also a really big proponent of small wins Mm -hmm. and, you know, you could think of your five year, your 10 year plan, but also realistically, no matter what change we make today, we don't know what the heck we're going to be doing in five to 10 years. Right. Don't even bother thinking about five to 10 years. Think about what can I, what is just like one thing I can do today. Uh What's one thing I can do this week. Mm-hmm. And then it starts kind of giving you some momentum to take on more and more and, and make different changes. But small wins is also, I think, just key. And they're also less uh, risky, right? Yeah. Like if you're not exactly sure which way you want to go, then you can use the small wins kind of mentality to kind of try some stuff out. And if it doesn't work, well, it was just like a small thing and that's okay. Well, and I just, I love how you mentioned that because we, we, we don't give ourselves enough credit for the small wins. You know, we focus on landing the big client, getting the new job, taking the vacation, whatever, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but we don't focus on or think about the fact that, Hey, I got home 30 minutes earlier today, or I got 15 minutes in of quiet time, or Mm -hmm. I got to spend time with, you know, my husband or wife or whatever, you know, today that I wasn't thinking I would get to, you know, we don't, we don't recognize that the small things enough as wins. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. Small wins are, are, I think that was a big lesson 
for me coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. Because it was Same. all about small wins. Same. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we're looking anywhere kind of in this haystack of what, what's <laughs> yeah. going to be like, what's going to stand out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, this has been terrific. I'm so glad we were able to work this out. Um, where can people find you, Jennifer? Yeah. So um, my podcast, my almost midlife crisis is, and there's, listen, I just realized that there was a imitator out there called almost midlife crisis. So they they just launched. I saw that. So it's my almost midlife crisis. My, is that yours? Is that Um, the name of yours? Yes. And you can pretty much download it wherever you get podcasts, um, or you can check out myalmostmidlifecrisis.com. And Mm -hmm. that has like the transcripts where you can get the podcast. You can listen right there has all the information. Okay. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for making time today to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So if anyone out there is listening and feeling really inspired, Go follow Jennifer on her podcast and um, and check her out, especially if you're at a transition point or you're you're viewing, you know, asking yourself what's next. We do have the similar conversations about that a lot on this show today. Um, and before I sign off, I just want to uh, a couple of quick things I want to share with you. One is is that if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to pivot, it's interesting we're having a conversation about what's next. And if you're looking to pivot, you're asking yourself what's next in your business. Um, then I want to invite you over to my Innovate and Grow Facebook group for health, health, wellness, fitness, um, coaching entrepreneurs. Really, if you have a brick and mortar business, you have to be asking yourself that right now. The way that we used to do things before 2020 is not going to come back around, at least for a long time, if ever. So now's really a time for that you have a really incredible opportunity. So I want to invite you to come over and join me there. We are going to be, I am going to be hosting the very first Innovate Retreat right here in Raleigh at the end of the summer where I live. So please feel free to DM me about details for that. We'll be talking about that probably on a show very soon into the future. Um, And if you're looking to get away, you know, let's be honest, I think everybody's looking to travel now. Check out our retreat calendar at cufitnessretreats.com. This is one of the things that we do all year long. It's one of the things that I love the most um, in my business is getting to connect with all of you. and in fantastic locations all over the world. So yeah, put that on your list and definitely check us out. You can always see where we're headed when you go over to our website. So um, thank you so much for all of your support of the show. We're heard all over the world. And every week we get to talk with more and more people. Um, I love hearing how this show makes a difference for you. Please feel free to drop me um, a private message at any point. You can find me on any of my socials. You can find me on Instagram. I am the Allison K. Um, You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn um, or even on Twitter. So um, I love to hear from you. Um, And if you, even if you don't really, you know, have anything that you feel like is important to say, don't think that. Um, I always love to hear from you. So just feel free to shoot me a DM um, because I would like that. So this is Allison Kaskowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 